Hey, welcome to the Father Seekers Podcast. My name is Pastor Keith, and joining me, as always, is the Father Seekers creator and founder, Pastor Barry Edgman. How are we doing on this Wednesday morning, Barry? How you doing, PK? Doing all right. I'm good. I'm enjoying the weather, actually. Yeah. Like one day it's 41, and today it's supposed to be 68. Yep. So... Better savor the flavor. Savor the flavor. After tomorrow's rain comes through. Yeah. They're highs in 30s, and we don't see the 60s again until 2023. Yeah. It's like uh, uh, drama begets trauma. Mm. It's like get a little bit of warm before the the boom boom goes in. Yep. 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 So, yeah, I'm traveling to uh, Toronto, Canada uh, (laughs) tomorrow. Tomorrow morning, I fly out to Canada. And I I think Canada gets this reputation of being really cold because it's really cold. Mm-hmm. But, but this weekend is going to be nicer in Toronto than it is in Green Bay, Wisconsin. And let's let's hold our hats high, Green Bay, nine two zero in Wisconsin, Lake Michigan. When that wind gets blowing, it, it is, does. It is. It not, was wicked this week. It is. It, it is. It's nothing to joke at. There was one night it was like 51, 52 miles an hour in wind. Yeah, yeah. it's like crazy. It's a cold wind. Too. It's cold. <laughs> yeah. It's cold. So we we can definitely hang our hats high. The the if you're listening from a. a from a place that isn't Green Bay, and you're not a, you're not a uh, Wisconsin resident. Know that the rumors that you hear about Green Bay are true. Mm-hmm. Every every last mm-hmm. one of them are mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, too. This weekend we play the Dallas Cowboys, and Coach McCarthy will be back in town. Yeah, I liked him. I did too. I don't know why they fired him. You know, I. Uh, apparently some somebody up in the home office they they didn't he i don't know if he he didn't pass the smell test or what but i will tell you won us a championship he did and this sunday that that's when we play right sunday uh yeah sunday low of 25 high of 36 so it'll be football weather perfect football yeah weather, for yeah. here yeah yeah in fact maybe even a bit warm yeah, well, still have people uh, without t-shirts and their overalls on. Yeah, well, some of those guys, you know, some of those guys, they don't put on anything but paint and wear. Mm-hmm. Just weird. Yeah, yeah. I, I have weird. a friend that says he 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 runs warm. Uh, I have a standing um, coffee with him every Thursday, and we talk mm. we talk scripture mm. and stuff. And he's he's he wears shorts, he's warm pants once so far, and so we're almost in mid November. Mm. <laughs> One Thursday's yeah. warm. Warren joggers, the rest are still shorts. Says go. he runs warm. There you go. <laughs> All right, so we are <clears throat> week three in a series called the Power of Cadre. Uh, mm. Last week, give us a give us a quick summary of last week's episode. Well, last week we talked about overcoming loneliness, which is a big deal with guys, and loneliness creates a pool of several several Loch Ness monsters inside it: depression, anxiety, seclusion. This week, we're, we're going to actually look at the practical side of how to build a cadre, a group of well-trained zealots around yourself, and you being part of that. Like, what's the, how do you do it? How do you collect a guy? How do you, how do you find guys, first of all? And again, just as a reminder, the, the definition. Yeah, I think every single one of these episodes, <clears throat> we have to define zealot. We have to define cadre. Yeah. Cadre is the nucleus of, of trained Personnel around which a larger organization can be built and trained. That's men. Like a platoon. Yeah. A tightly knit 
group of zealots who are active in advancing the interest of a revolutionary party. And that, that one sentence right there could be three or four podcasts, just, just ex- examining that. And then, then actually a cadre is a member of that same group. So the group's called cadre and a member of the group's called cadre. So this week, this week we're going to just dive into a little bit of what that, that number two piece of that definition, a tightly, Knit group of zealots who are active in advancing the interests of a revolutionary party, and and here's the thing, most most guys are not connected in that way. You've heard of the in in the Italian culture, the mafia culture, mafioso culture. If you're connected, you're 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 recognized guy. You're a made guy. You can't, you know, you're you have connection. What's interesting is men are made to be connected, but if they're not then all sorts of problems and issues begin to unravel. So just to start to warm up with, let's talk about, let's talk about the ifs in the room. What does that mean? The ifs in the room. If, if I, it's a conditional response. If I do this, then I'm choosing to do another thing. So So if I, if I make this decision, then I'm predetermining a course that will happen by default. So it's like, like, the, like the elephant in the room, but there's a lot of elephants. Let's yeah. talk about the several elephants in the room yeah. that are all different. Right. So if we get really specific about ifs, uh, and I'm I'm not a what if guy, but when you talk about ifs as it stands alone, if I if I make this decision and choose this thing, I am predetermining a course, and nature will take its course and its place in performing, because there's a power in decision making. There's a power when I decide to do something and I sell out to it and lean into it in full, something happens. And when I lean into a decision, here's what's interesting. Most guys lean in hard to a decision that is detrimental to them because they're they're tired. They're down. They're ready to throw the towel in. If I've talked to one guy this week, I've talked to 10 guys this week who are just saying, I'm, I'm tired, man. I'm ready to throw the towel in. I talk to a lot of dudes during the week. And I will tell you that what's amazing right now is some of the finest men I know are ready to throw the towel in. Why do you think that is right now? I think, I feel like that part of it is, um, I feel like it, I feel like when we're disconnected for whatever reason, that's part of it. And the other part of it is that we don't know or understand, quite understand our identity as a Jesus guy, as a man of God, a kingdom guy, a guy who who understands that he's prophet, priest, and warrior king. When you begin to operate in those functions and understand those pieces, then you don't fall into the ifs. Because you already know, you know, you know who you are, you know what you're trying to do, and you're you're pushing forward to do it. But but I'm a coin guy and in well, one of the things that fascinate me about the military is that they have challenge coins. I know the Marines do. I know the Army does, uh, especially Spec Ops and, and Delta and those those other rowdy boys. Uh, but here's the thing. If you, it's a challenge coin. So you carry your coin with you for your particular group, and you, you get over your military career, you get several of these coins. Like I have friends who have – coin boards where every group they're a part of they have a coin and it describes the mission for which they stand and train and become part of and then they sell themselves out to that 
Because you're not fighting for the mission. You're fighting for the guy and with the guy for you next to you. That's, that's what, that's, it's, it's about the mission, but you're fighting for the guy next to you. Mm -hmm. Right. So these guys have challenge coins and the challenge coin is when you like most guys, the guys that I, when I was first introduced, this is if you show up at the bar and you're the last one to put your coin down, you buy. So, so you get, you know, there's a penalty for not being on point with, with the challenge coin. But the idea of the challenge coin is that, that when we have that coin, it is a reminder of the mission for which we stand and fight, but it's also for those who we stand and fight with. And are we being, are we being sold out to the mission? So if we have that challenge coin before us today, we look at both sides of that challenge coin, because when you decide, when you go, if I choose this, then you are, you are by default choosing another course, another pathway. So if I, if one side of the coin is this, if I choose to walk alone, living a disconnected life, at the very least, I will be miserable and lonely. At best, at best, Keith, I will derail my life by making bad decisions to entertain myself by seeking unfavorable companionship. Mm, unpack that. Because that, that's that's a lot of words really fast. Well, but that's that's why that's, that's like a show in itself. That's why I'm not sure I'm not sure that this this one topic here won't turn into two or three. That I'm I'm just not sure. But let's throw the dice and see what shakes out. If I choose to walk alone, if I'm choosing to be a lone wolf, if I choose to be a loner, a guy that just just hangs out, if I choose to live a disconnected life, here's the bet. Here's the at the very least. Here's what's going to happen to me. I'm going to be miserable and lonely at the best. If I choose to live a disconnected life at the best, I will derail my life by making bad decisions to entertain myself and entertain loneliness by seeking unfavorable companionship. What that means is that we are made for companionship. We are made to be part of, of a group we are designed to walk and run together missionally and if we choose to walk alone we're asking we're creating we're creating a crash pattern for ourselves we're becoming a crash dummy i don't know if you remember those commercials yep. you may yeah the crash dummy yeah yeah i don't re really remember exactly what was it probably volvo it was I, either that or Vol volkswagen sticks in my mind. anyway uh the crash dummy commercials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you 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 remember the this is your brain, this is your brain on drugs, the mm -hmm. the, the mm -hmm. egg cracking? Mm -hmm. How come there's a handful of commercials in history that really stand out? And I'll tell you one that I remember today. Yeah, it's like fret, like Brent, like brand new. Two old grandmas. Where's the beef? Where's the beef? Yeah, where's the, it's weird how we can how mm -hmm. our memories remember, and they're not for anything in particular. No. No, there's, right. there's power. They're, they're not revolutionary products that they were selling that changed. Like, so the first, the first, uh, Macintosh commercial, mm -hmm. they had, they had, they brought in the director for Blade Runner and, yeah. and, it, yeah. was, and it was amazing. It was an amazing commercial, but almost no one remembers it unless, you know, you remember the, um, the commercial, like what I'm saying is like, I can walk down the hall here at Life Church and probably bring up that commercial and maybe get a couple people to be like, oh yeah, I remember that commercial. And the rest don't. It's weird how a revolutionary product like that, uh, while it had probably one of the more uh, 
highly produced commercials in history is faintly remembered, kind of remembered, but then a commercial just about beef. Yeah. Think about, think about the simplicity of three words. Where's the beef mm-hmm. Two old grandmas. And, and they lived for a long time. They did. <laughs> they did. Why do we know so much about that? I don't, I don't know. Uh, I think, I think that, um, I think that when we, when we look at, um, when we look at stuff and we think, what's the real picture here? What, what's trying to be said? It's these little simple commercials that seem to stick in your mind and they just seem to go, yeah, that, that catches a hook in my mind. Um, so the other part of saying things and making these sorts of decisions, um, I think that when we choose a course and we fall into it, it's hard to not to undo the choice of the course because every choice carries with it significant consequence. And when we, we fail to remember the significance of consequence and part of, part of that is when we're lonely in, in deep and despair, we make decisions that are foolish and not wise because we don't care. Yeah. We're tired. When you're a tired guy, when you're tired and you're weary, you make bad decisions. And when I choose to walk alone, I'm asking to be attacked. If the second one, if I choose to lead a lone wolf lifestyle, I place myself in grave danger. I will be distracted, deceived, disrupted, disturbed, and eventually I'll be destroyed. We cannot always be good stewards of our own six. In, in the military, people... Behind you. Yeah, watch your six. Mm. Watch you, ca- you cannot always be the only person looking out for your six. You'll get tired. You'll get weary. You'll get distracted. When, when we think that we can do it alone, here's the thing. Here's the thing. The enemy here is so interesting. Uh, Jesus is, is termed as the Lion of Judah. Mm-hmm. He is the Lion of Judah. The, the devil is, it says he's, he's like, or not that he is, but he's, he's mimicking Again, trying to take the position of the Savior and mimicking the Savior by by being a roaring lion to distract and destroy and to to seek whom he may devour. Mm-hmm. So when I live that lone wolf lifestyle, the power of a pack is that if you there's guys in my life that if they go to war, I go to war. Every guy needs somebody in their life that if you go to war, somebody's going to war with you, and hopefully it's more than a handful. I heard Steve Harvey say on an interview, he said, after 61 years, I've got two guys that I could call anytime, and they'll be showing up in a matter of minutes. There's a desire in a man's heart to walk along somebody and to have companionship. But if he's, if he's walked through trauma and he's walked through being a fatherless kid, he he's very distrusting. And sometimes distrusting people make bad decisions. Distrusting people choose to say, you know, I don't trust you. I'm not going to walk with you. 
So I choose, I'd rather be alone and die alone than walk with somebody. I always have to figure out if I can trust them or not. That's the cold, hard facts. That's the, that's the true story. But until we make ourselves vulnerable to other men who, whom we think we can trust, who we believe that there's a possibility. And I believe the Lord Jesus himself will lead us to those people. Until we get to those people we and make ourselves vulnerable, we will continue to shut ourselves down in okay. self-protection. So let's, do, let's go back on the, uh, the enemy being a, a lion to mm-hmm. uh, seek out, mm-hmm. devour his prey. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're alone, you're like, I guess with any packs, of animals when you're alone lions tend to go with the gazelles will pounce on the animal that is mm. not within the pack mm-hmm. uh it looks for the weakest one that is veering away from the pack and then the pack of lions the usually the one that kills it the one that pounces it down and then the rest come in kill it mm-hmm. um but they go for the one that's not within the pack mm-hmm. it's like they go for the easy target the slow the young or the the maimed or mm-hmm. or weak yeah so um, it, it reminds me of Job. So I'm going to mm-hmm. I'm going to mm-hmm. the first chapter of Job. Mm-hmm. At, the, at this point in in the story of Job, uh, the 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 book opens with uh, Job being described as really good, mm. really good human being. Mm. Then the story takes a quick turn, still in chapter one, and it uh, Satan shows up, and uh, God God's like, hey. Where you, where'd you come from? Satan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Satan's like, Hey, I've just been roaming the earth, looking, looking to take care of things, looking for people to devour. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a, like a, Hey, where have you been? Mm-hmm. And Satan's like, you know where I've been. You mm-hmm. banished me to earth. Mm-hmm. I've been to earth. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so the Lord goes, well, have you considered my, my servant Job? Mm-hmm. And this is where, Job's story, which is if you haven't read Job's story, if you haven't studied Job's story, I guess mm. a lot of people have read it, but if you haven't studied Job's That's story, really good. it's one of the best books, in my opinion, in the Bible to study. It's a mind twister though. It is a mind it's twister. It's a mind twister. So, so, so the Lord says, have you considered my, my servant Job? He's, you know, he's perfect. It's perfect to be challenged. Mm. Uh, I w- and so it was kind of like a, like a, he's perfect to be challenged. I know he won't fail. Mm. And so, but but the, where I bring this story in the Bible up is that at the end of that sentence, or at the end mm. of the, the discussion, the Lord replies, all right, Satan, you do what you want with Job mm. to see if he'll, if he'll fail or, or denounce me, but do not kill him. Do not harm him. Depends on the translations you get. Don't lay a hand on him. Mm-hmm. Do not kill him. Mm-hmm. So as to lead you to believe that that is the final sentence before the story of Job takes place before the enemy tempts and teases and toys with Job, like very similar, like a lion just batting its prayer around. Mm. Um, the, the last sentence the Lord says in the interaction with him and Satan is do what you want with him. Don't kill him leading you to believe that uh, if that ground rule had to be established, Satan has the ability to harm you and kill you. Hmm. So when you think about it is in the ability to, and then, and then we look at the world today and we're like, well, how come, how come Satan doesn't go out and kill so many more people? 
How come we don't see it so much more? Is it because maybe we're just doing a fine job on our own? Well, I think I think there's a lot to that. I think I think some of the some of the decision making that we make, I th- um, we 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 self induce uh, loneliness and problems and pain. That's one thing. But when the Lord, uh, when He puts us in a position to be tested, He always makes a way of escape, which He did for Job. Uh, not only in the temptation to curse God and and recuse himself from walking with God, but he made a way of escape. And the way of escape for Job was that consistency that God had planted in his heart to never give up, to trust God, to believe. Even though he blessed me, I know he blessed me with all this. If he chooses to take it away, that's fine, but I'm still his. Mm-hmm. The guys who who make the choice to live lifestyles alone, are not those guys. Yeah. So those Job, guys. so how Job unravels is Job becomes a lone wolf. Yeah. Because not because of uh, because of choice, but because of uh the everything around him is destroyed mm. and taken away. Mm. His children die. Yeah. Uh, his wife yeah. leaves him. Like, I think I think when God puts us through those those times and seasons, he is stripping away things. And I I know that in some of the times in my life when I've walked alone or through a desert pathway uh he has taken away more from me in the desert that i could have gained on my own so there's a purposeful place in the desert for us all but even in the desert even in the desert we we need to know that we have somebody um jesus did jesus had angels of heaven when he was in in the desert tempted again by the devil tempted again by the devil so the devil does have a, a knack of showing up when you're by yourself in the creation Absolutely. story. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's they're individuals. Mm-hmm. And then they, he kind of whispers one. At, so it's, it is two. Are they next to each other or is, or is this happening when they're separate? Well, even so, even yeah. if they, if, even if you're, uh, regardless of if they're separate mm-hmm. and the, it happened in different moments yeah. in that day, it happened mm. and they were together. And even that's not, wasn't strong enough to overcome. Yeah. That leads me to the next, the next point, And that is if I choose to be foolishly arrogant, believing I'm enough on my own, I will crash and burn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, so how, how the story of Job finishes is that, uh, he, he doesn't denounce the Lord. He gets things, he gets things replenished, but at what cost, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he gets all of his stuff back and then a little more, mm. but was it worth the loss of life around him? Mm. Uh, that's another topic of discussion. The, the, the word will say he gets, he gets more and then some, <laughs> and then you're like, but at what cost? Mm. Like, that's a tough, that's a tough pill to swallow. Yeah. But so the story ends with Job ultimately riding off in the sunset. And he's, I think the extreme case of a lone wolf, that through being that through God alone gets him through it. For the most part, if I was put in those situations and you, you read the story from your perspective, from the perspective of Job, some people would want and pray that they have that type of faith. But remember that type of faith is it's enough that it's a story in the Bible. It's so few and far between that it made the Bible. The guys in the Bible who succeeded well all had tenured faith. Yes. 
Yes. And very few of them walked solo. Well, those who did. <laughs> right. So, so it's, it's not a normal thing. Uh, Jesus said to one of them, go out and do what you must do quickly. And he went out and hung himself after he did the deed because he chose to walk alone with wrong people. Biblically, walking alone isn't a, isn't a norm. It's not a norm. It, and it's not a recipe for success. In fact, when you do it, the enemy sees you like a gazelle leaving a pack. The savior of the world didn't walk alone. Right. Now, there so were moments where he was who, alone. Who are you to think? And in those moments, he gets... <laughs> like, who are you to think you can do it? You can't. Right. Now, on the flip side of that coin, on the flip side, we have to look at if we do choose properly, like, like I think of the movie, the Indiana Jones, um, last crusade, the, the old crusaders, 800 years old or something. And he's sitting in there and he said, you, you need to choose right. The cup of the, the cup that was used at, at communion, because if you drink and use that cup, this fountain of youth will give you eternal life. So the, the, the guys came in and the German people came in, um, chose the wrong cup because they perceived the king to be a gold ruby ruby inlaid cup. They drank from the water, supposedly to, uh, fountain of youth, and it killed them. Indiana Jones comes in and he chooses the most inobscure, ugly wooden cup, dusty, nasty. He drank out of it. That's the cup that the Savior would use. So it's the way that we, the way that we look at this thing. And when, and then the 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 knight said to any Indiana Jones after he drank, he said, "You've chosen well." So I want to talk to you about choosing well here. There are three ifs in a man's life. Every man needs to be keenly aware of following. If I choose to do certain things, I am setting a course for myself to carry out. The first one is if I choose to walk with other men. I prove myself to be honorable, accountable, trustworthy, and faithful. If I choose to walk with other men, godly men, men of God, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm automatically setting a course and a pace to be an honorable man, an accountable man, a trustworthy man, and a faithful man. If you were to put several characteristics on a piece of paper or on, on some sort of recognizable readable surface and you laid them in front of men and you, you tested a hundred men and, and just surveyed them. I'm going to tell you that honorable, accountable, trustworthy, and faithful would show up more than any other characteristics Mm. because men are created and designed to be honorable. They need accountability. They are weary and leery of, of untrusting people. And they're looking to be faithful to God and to be faithful to others. The second one is this. If I choose to imitate Christ with other men, I position myself in a high learning, high growth atmosphere instead of being a low producing, high maintenance man. I become a high producing, low maintenance man living my most effective and purposeful life. When I choose to imitate Christ with other men, I've just gone to the 10th power in the math world. And I've empowered myself because there is power that flows between a group of men when they walk together with Christ to imitate his life. Well, I, I can attest that in my life that that's proved when I, w- when I wasn't living with Christ or for him. Um, 
my life was terrible. Mm-hmm. My life was l- hell. Mm. Even when I thought that it was okay at some moments, oh my gosh, now that I am doing th- these things, um, you, I would rather die than go back to that life. I, 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 in fact, if I went back to that life, I'm sure I would shortly die after. Mm. And so, yeah, in my life, I can, I can attest that, but I know as a listener, it's probably like, it's, it's unbelievable. Mm. Uh, when, when I, when I work with newly recovering addicts, mm-hmm. they don't, they don't believe that they have to break that wall of disbelief that, mm. that not only will there, will there come a point where you won't crave this drug or this alcohol, mm-hmm. but that it will repulse you. Mm. And then in that moment, in those, in those days, your, your life is going to be just unbelievably great. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'd be surprised on, actually, maybe you wouldn't be that that is such a, a disbelieving statement to, to the beaten. Mm. So I, I, I understand if you're listening to this and you're like, you don't understand the magnitude of what I said, because mm. it's probably a generic thing to hear mm. that my life is remarkably different living with and for Christ mm. than it was when I wasn't that it can get better and it will. Mm. I can't, God can. So I'm going to let him. Mm. And when I lived through that principle, again, you couldn't, I would rather die than go back to my old life. Mm. When, when, we, when we choose to imitate Christ, those sorts of battles that we, those are the battles that we have because, and I said to a group of men last night, I said, if you want to know where the static and the fight starts in your soul, it's when you choose to walk away from the man you are at the point today and choose to be the man that follows Jesus to imitate his life solely and purposefully for all the rest of his days. That's where the fight starts. And that's where it begins. Now, the last one here, uh, if I choose to join a movement of men, I become the man I'm designed to become prophet, priest, warrior, king, good father, and eventually the spiritual father. Most guys think once their kids are out of the house, you know, that's good, and I'm just going to love them and the grandkids. But there's another duty that those men have. And that duty is to be a spiritual father to those men and and young men who grew up without a father. Hmm. It's a duty. It's not, it's not, I know lots of men who are bored with their lives yeah. and miserable. Yeah. And all they have to do is just turn the notch just a couple of degrees, and they see hundreds of people, men, young men in their lives who just need a a spiritual father in their lives. But that's not the point of this statement. When we join a movement of men, we become, we become an energizing force wherever we move about to, we, we become that powerful force. And what's interesting is that, that we were just not designed to run alone. And we find blessing when we run with people and we find we find that we're better people, better men when we run with people. Yeah. And by running with people, like how you saying it, uh, I, I speak to many men that, that, uh, that do that, do that, have that attitude and outlook in regards to their family. Mm. Um, but that's also not really enough. The men that devote just to their family and not their community, not to a community of other men, they get partial reward. But they don't, the reward that we're speaking of is when you become more 
mm-hmm. to more people. Right. When you become right. less of yourself, more of Christ to more people, then you're stepping into, I mean, d- don't get me wrong, the when your 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 wife or your or your spouse um that's half of you that's if if i just spent time with my spouse i'm really biblically i'm spending time with myself because my wife becomes the other half of me mm-hmm. we 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 move as one mm. i i i i know what she feels i know what she thinks and and her eye i when she is sad i'm sad because half of me can't be happy and half of me can't be sad without turmoil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When she's rejoiceful and happy, I celebrate because she's me. She's what she's what I she's she's my representation of my relationship with God on this earth. Now, if if all of your time is devoted to just that, that's kind of again being a lone wolf because you're just kind of spending yeah. time with yourself. I sat with a group of guys last night, had this very same discussion that that if they separate themselves from other godly men, they're only going to have the voice of their wife's whispering in their yeah. ear. And 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 then that's it, good for something. No, well, but it's, it's good not, for it can't part, be, but it can't not be good the whole. for all of it. It's not the whole. And here's why: because if a man is struggling with something that he's carried from his past, and he's, for example, if he's shut down for one reason or another, his wife's going to have expectation of him. Not only we're wired, women are wired to, to see their man as prophet, priest, and king. And when the man doesn't operate in that, then the woman will begin to operate in that. And then it'll create frustration for the man and the woman will be out of her, her office. And God didn't make us that way. He made us to love and respect and work together if if a guy's not communicating with his wife properly then he's creating an issue and and if he's got other men around him that are pretty good at communicating with his wife he can learn some skills mm-hmm. so there's that there's that that rubbing off of that exposure of nobody ever taught me how to communicate with women but I see how you're doing it so at least I have a starting point because before I had no reference point now I have a starting point and I can learn from there. Yeah. So when, when I, cause I, I, this also is twofold with, with, as I said, I, I, I speak to a lot of men and hear a lot of men's testimonies that their family, families first, families first. And that's, yeah, that's a great, mm-hmm. that's great. It's a great attitude to, to have, to motivate you. And they said, well, I spend all my time with my children, my wife. And yeah. believe me, your children are assigned to you by God. Like that is one of the highest responsibilities that God has laid on your life is to father your children that you will be there will be a reckoning if that is done poorly from God there's going to be a big disappointment level mm-hmm. but two again if you're if it's just that calling and your your spouse if that's all that that's going on in your life you're missing the other parts of it right when guys tell me that i think they are unknowingly soothing their th- themselves to sleep in a fairy tale idea that's just not true i can't tell it's you it's just not true i can't tell you how many how many guys that have that testimony that also are the guys that come to me and say i'm lonely right like right i i, I don't i don't know what i'm doing in life i'm lonely right i'm checking or, the, no, I'm checking no the box. stop go back to i don't know what i'm doing in life Let's land on that because how many times have we heard that on Thursday night? Yeah, yeah. I don't, what am I supposed to do? I'm miserable. Here's, here's the thing I concluded this week, this last couple of weeks after talking to guys and examining my own life. 
One of the reasons that I get down and frustrated with what I'm doing in present at the present time is because I'm not being creative in the areas God created me to be creative in. Yeah. And if I'm not being creative, then I'm going to become dull and disinterested in what God wants me to do. Then I'm going to start wondering, well, what am I? Well, well, why don't you do what God designed you to do and create a different, more effective, purposeful life? And by the way, you'll never hear the words "live your best life" come out of my mouth because that's that's a bunch that's a crock. First off, another podcast. But when we live effectively and purposefully, and we understand that my wife deserves more, she needs me to be a full capacity man. And be a full capacity man means that I have to rub shoulders with other godly men who are, one may be successful in his creativity, another in his job, another in his finances, another in sports, another in being leisure. But I've got to expose myself to this circle of people so that I'll be, I begin to pick up bits and pieces because nobody's perfect and nobody's got all the, all their ducks in a row. Nobody's got the whole show going. But if I'm exposing myself to people who in some part or another, I can pick up at least a starting point from where I'm at and move forward, then I'm beginning to learn what it's like to be part of a group of men who really want to serve Jesus, and I can learn from them and they from me. Mm-hmm. You, you can't, if you're lonely or you're distracted or you feel unfulfilled, it's probably, it's one of two reasons. In a general sense, you're running with the wrong people or you're not running with anybody. Either way, either way, trouble's coming your way. Yeah. Cool. Let's, 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 let's bring, let's, you know, you know what? We're not, we're not going to, we're not, there's no way we're going to get through all this. No, no. Yeah. But, but where we can break it. So that what that, what that was, was me saying, well, I don't know what else we have to do here. Yeah, well, well, we've <laughs> so, we, so we've Barry, got Barry just said what was in his head out loud, and none of us knew we, what he was talking well, about. Well, we've got we've got quite a bit. Like, well, there's there's more more of the practical side of of literally what step by step ways to build a group of men around you. That's that's a scriptural, it's a a scriptural pathway to to make forward movement and connect and i just don't want to i don't want to i do not want to rush through it i don't want to to just throw it in there because there's going to be a lot of discussion with some of these pieces in regard to the how to and the what's the best way to execute this in your life so so to note to look forward to just just pausing and putting a pin in it right here the encouragement that I would want to leave with guys is that, you know, maybe you've, you, maybe you've tried to run the thing alone on your, on, in the past, but it's time to move forward away from that. Okay. It's time to look, look forward and move, move down line to see what's left. Because when we, when we choose the wrong, the wrong direction, we tend to get stuck in a place and then the scenery stays the same. When you see different scenery, you begin to think different ways. Okay. You begin to process different ways. And when you get around other guys, you begin to think about things differently. It's just the way it is. It's the way we're designed. So uh, if we were to start wrapping this first half of this episode up, we've established a problem. 
right? Yes. And that problem is this, that the choices we make will dictate the next steps in our personal growth, in our spiritual growth as a man. If we're making the right choice in some we've discussed, we're going to move forward. If we're making the wrong choices, we're going to stall out or crash and burn. So where we're at now in the discussion is, what is it that I actually do to create a cadre around myself, to form one or to find one to be a part of? What do I look for? What do I do? What's the next step? What's the proven steps to move forward and to look into, well, I don't, I don't have any guys in my life. How do I get to know? I've had four guys tell me this week, I'm disconnected. I don't have anybody. I don't have any friends. And then I begin to talk to them about their life and then different flags pop up. And then it's because they're distracted or they're separated or they're overwhelmed. And sometimes it takes another guy to just say, hey, what about this? What about considering or looking down the road this way? We're going to talk about that next week. Okay. That's the game. So we have established a problem and we're leaving you on a cliffhanger for this week. Well, the If you're walking by yourself, that's not good. And you, like us telling you this isn't like brand new information. Like if you're walking by yourself, we already know that you're, lonely, you're tired, you're angry or frustrated with life. We, we just know that because it, we, we aren't designed to do it. So when somebody does it and even does it to a, a, a manageable or uh, survivable level, which would be high, which would be a high level lone wolf, they're still lacking and missing something. I know it to be true. I'm not, I'm not a fortune teller in that sense, but I can promise you if, you're, if you have that feeling of what do I do now? I, I feel out of place. I bet you it's because you're you're running with the wrong circle or no circle at all. And you don't mm-hmm. think that that is a main problem mm-hmm. in your life right now. But we can tell you that the remedy for all those things that you're questioning in life come back to the circles you're yeah. choosing to be in. <laughs> That's so good. I guess next week uh, we'll delve more into how yeah. do you build a cottage? How, how do you do it? How do you? What do you look for? If you're starting a farm, what seeds do I plant first? Absolutely. Cool. So, hey, thank you for listening to this uh, episode of the Father Seekers Podcast. If you haven't subscribed quite yet to the podcast, subscribe so that you know when new episodes are getting dropped on the regular. Um, for Pastor Keith and Pastor yeah. Barry, hey. See you soon.